KDKR Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, what is more important, the age of your car or the mileage? They were going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Brooks, and you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Tony Joe's here as he is every Friday to take your Car Corner questions. The number to call is 1-877-913-5357. 1-877-913-5357. If you've got a question for me, go to the website. At prudentmoney.com, there's an Ask Bob section. Just send it in. I will get you taken care of. That's all at the website, prudentmoney.com. 1-877-913-5357. Got a question for you, uh, for you, Tony Jokes. I, uh, something that I think people struggle with and don't really know who to go to ask this question. You know, you've got laid out uh, in intervals that you get your car serviced at 30,000, 45, 60, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But maybe, just maybe... You're not putting a lot of miles on this car. You're putting ten on. You've put ten thousand miles on the car when you should have put thirty by this time. Mm-hmm. What is the? Which one trumps the other? Is it the mileage that that you wait for because you don't drive the car that much, or it's it's the, uh, the you know the uh, factor of the time that you've uh, that you've owned it? Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a. This has been a situation that a lot of a lot of mechanics take differing views on. My opinion is this. It is the mileage that matters. Now, the reason I say that, I want to support my argument, and that is because <clears throat> the age of the vehicle is really not as important when it comes to the mileage that's on the car now unless it's some extreme case like somebody only drives 5,000 miles in a whole year then I don't know why they don't just sell the car an Uber but you know if you're about average or even below average the mileage is what's going to make the difference not the age of the car the only factor that comes in with age of the car is in extreme cases such as the car sits around so much that it develops water in the the power steering fluid or in the in the brake fluid i mean it's got to be a really extreme case and there's not that many of them so you're talking about low mileage extreme cases correct low mileage extreme cases when it's so, like 2 or 3000 miles and it should be 20 right right that's an extreme case in that case why even have a car you know <laughs> so but let me support my argument by saying this There is one factor that comes in with age that never used to exist. This is new. Well, it's new within the last few years. The problem I'm seeing with age now, and I don't mean five years old, but when you're getting to 10 and 12 years old, like used to be normal and still is somewhat, um, still in the bell curve, I think, is 12, 12 years old, but it's getting more difficult to get parts for them. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. They're stopping making some of the parts for these older cars simply because, you know, Bob, supply and demand and last-minute inventory and all the factors that come in with turning over, you know, inventory to make money. So, But aren't people keeping their cars longer? Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22. It, it is. Right? That's why it's so unsettled right now. It's People are keeping their cars longer simply because the new cars are so expensive. Oh, uh, yeah. Most people right. can't afford a brand-new car. And, and even used cars are expensive. A lot of people can't even afford a used car. So they got to stick with what they have for now, right. maintain it the best they can, and, you know, take advice from, if you have a mechanic, you know, take advice from what do you think I ought to do, unless he's greedy. He well, should give here. you, a, you know, a, an honest opinion, whether this car is facing a lot of expenses down the road, maybe it's time to start thinking about trading off if possible if you're financially able to well i didn't mean to jump in there on the middle of your thought i was going to say just to go along with what you're that the the bigger problem is who do you do do you get that advice from uh there's there's people that will tell you we got a an email that came in uh where the listener had a jeep wrangler took it in for its thirty-six thousand mile service and they recommended that every 30,000 miles, all of the fluids in a car be changed. And they're going to charge you 1000 bucks to do it. Mm-hmm. There's just uh, something very wrong with that advice. You know, to me, that indicates... I don't want to use the wrong term. It doesn't... Desperation. Uh, it's like selling points. We need to sell more. Right, right. Because of slow times. Something like that. I... That is not necessary. It is absolutely not necessary. So, you know, I can just say that about that topic. Yeah, just a little bit of overselling. And not to, also not to mention a 1000 bucks to, to, to pay for all those fluids being right. changed. Right. Even if it, you were to do all the fluids, uh, it wouldn't be prudent to spend a 1000 I mean, that's just overkill, in my opinion. This is Bob Brooks. You are listening to the Special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. 1-877-913-5357. Let's talk to David on line one. David, thanks for waiting for us. Uh, what's on your mind today? Yeah, hi there. Hey, uh, so uh, I just wanted to say shout out to Tony Joe and uh, the radio station here. And, yeah, Tony Joe uh, is is. Uh, the guy that can save you money, anyone out there listening, he's, he's a guy that's he's an honest, he's an honest mechanic and he's really helped me. I, uh, he's known my pop for a long time, like years and years. And, uh, you know, my pop told me Tony Joe's a good guy and, and, uh, he's an honest mechanic. He's a good mechanic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I kind of have to have to see stuff for myself. So I've had some experiences, uh, and they've, they've been both been positive, uh, just recently with Tony Joe uh, let me let me share the the most recent was uh, I was doing some prison ministry out in Gatesville, Texas, and uh, I took my car out instead of riding with the guys because usually we carpool out and carpool back to church and then go on separate ways there. But I wanted to get back uh, early to watch a game, and uh, so I took my vehicle out. And uh, lo and behold, was it a cowboy uh, game? What's that? No, actually, it was not. <laughs> well, then it didn't matter that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Steeler game, <laughs> but uh, uh, so anyway, I uh, 
got out there and, and had a real good real good visit with the with the incarcerated guys and sharing, sharing the word, uh, sharing the gospel. And I got back to my car in a parking lot and uh, wouldn't start. And I'm like, oh, crap. So just turn it over, turn it over, turn it over. So I was like, man, luckily I, I caught the guys before they got out of the parking lot. So went ahead and rode back with them and uh, still made it home for the game, watched, watched my team lose. But uh, so I got home and uh, I, I ended up getting a ride back out there the following the following Monday. And uh, the man that took me out there, he was a mechanic, and he had suggested uh, after a short, uh, you know, once over on the car, he, he he said he thought it was a he it was a fuel pump. He didn't think he basically determined that it was a fuel pump. And I was like, oh wow, man, I just had the fuel pump put on not even two years ago, so. Luckily, uh, Tony Joe called because I, I called him previously and kind of told him what was going on. So he said, well, call me when you get out there. And, and I, I had reached out to him and, and uh, left a message. And anyway, so he called me, thank God, when I was out there. And uh, we started going over some things and still wouldn't start, still wouldn't start. So finally I was like, uh, man, it's, you know, I guess we're going to have to have it towed. And the last thing he said was, you know, uh, before you before – you, uh, before you go, try one more thing. And uh, he said, tap on the uh, the fuse box under the hood. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I remember that. So, yeah. yeah, man. So I was like, okay. So I tapped on the fuse box and it started. And I was like, man, that was this far out. Could have knocked me over with a feather. So uh, praise God, it, you know, it, it drove home. Uh, not a problem. And uh, so, like, you know, a day or so later, I think it was like the following Tuesday maybe, uh, I, I went and just got the, uh, the, the, the relay and, and, and had it put on. It's like $16 part. Mm-hmm. Saved me hundreds of dollars, maybe even like over a thousand at least, because it would have had to be towed or either have a mechanic there. So just wanted to say, Where is David? Joe, man, I really do appreciate that. Well, thank you very yeah. much for those nice comments. I appreciate yeah. the call. Where is Gatesville? Yeah. Remind me. Gatesville is, uh, it is, it's past Waco, it's south. It's like it's like going, you go way past Waco. Uh, it's about 35, 40 south. minutes outside of Waco. Yeah, oh, so, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a long like way from Dallas. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's a long way from Dallas, you know. And and uh, Tony Joe is also, uh, for all, all the listeners out there, uh, I really would recommend, this is not just blowing smoke, because uh, there, there was another issue uh, actually a couple months ago. I have a, a 2004 Dodge Durango, so it's going on 20 years. Actually, I guess it is 20 years now, uh, and it's it's a good vehicle. It's got a V8, uh, 5.7. It's it's a strong car and everything, but it's it's 20 year old vehicle. Uh, so my my last problem with it, uh, it, it kind of always does the same thing where it just doesn't start. It goes out and just like it's out of gas, but it's not. So uh, I had a mobile mechanic look at it. Uh, and he had determined it was a, a transmission module or something along those lines. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of odd. And I Googled it, and it didn't quite add hey, up. Hey, David, we got about 20 seconds left before we hit the brakes. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay. So, anyway, uh, Tony Joe diagnosed that properly. That was another another uh, relay of some sort that went out or something. So, anyway, I just highly recommend Tony Joe to all you listeners out there. Thank you, Tony Joe. I appreciate you, brother, and God bless and thank you so much for your time, everyone. <laughs> thank you, David. Thank you, David. God bless you. Comments, and Lord bless okay. you. Thank uh, you. 
This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Do appreciate David's uh, thoughts and uh, uh, words for Tony Joe. I think that <laughs> uh, one thing we always want to stress is we are nonprofit radio and not here to uh, to rec- not here to promote. recommend or promote. Right. But thank you for the kind words. This is Bob Brooks. One eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven. Have a, uh, have a line open. We'll be right back. Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Dr. Charles Stanley. If you're constantly being defeated by the same old temptation, friends, you're losing. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he broke the power of sin so that sin shall not have dominion over you. You and I do not have to sin. We choose to sin against God. We don't have to. We choose to. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. In Touch, weekdays at 1230, here on KDKR. Hi, I'm Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times. We're very excited to be a part of Bible School Radio. I hope you will join me Saturday, 10 a.m., for cutting-edge guests and the latest information to help you discern the truth, even the inconvenient truth. We'll help you understand our times and contend for the faith. That's Understanding the Times, Saturday at 10 a.m., right here on Bible School Radio or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money, one 5357 I do have a line open. If you'd like to talk to Tony Joe, we would love to take your call. one 5357 So, Tony Joe, you've got, uh, you got a Tesla story for us. Well, yeah, well, it's not so much of a story as I mentioned it. The electric cars, not just Tesla, but the electric cars in general, are facing really struggling with the cold temperatures up north. Now, uh, we all know, and we've talked about it, Bob, battery efficiency drops tremendously in cold weather. So even though this is a different type of battery, apparently it is affecting the lithium-ion battery in the electric vehicles because they're pulling up to the chargers and they're not able to charge the car. And I've seen this on the news. Now they get stuck there, and now nobody else can get to the charger. But the charger, I'm not sure what the deal is with the charger, but the charger doesn't want to charge the batteries on the car. Now they're in the portal of the charging place, and they're just stuck. They're low on battery. They can't, they can't charge it, and they can't move it. So just another thing I wanted to mention about electric cars that I saw this week that I thought was a pretty good tip for people to at least be aware of before they make a decision on a hybrid, a plug-in, or a gasoline engine, just things to help. And I have one thing to add to that. My kids think I don't like Teslas, all right? 
my kids are little millennials, and they think uh, electric cars are the wave of the future. And I understand their thinking, although be it as wrong as it is, but Teslas are not, I'm not saying I don't like Teslas. I don't like Teslas because they don't have a new car smell. That's the only reason I don't like them. They have kind of a Elon Musk to them. Oh, Tony Joe. Okay. Mm. I tried. I tried to sneak it in there, Bob. Now, that's funny. you got to admit. That's, yeah. <laughs> if I had a cricket noise, I would play it right now. It's, that's what's missing. one 5357 Do you have a line open? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. one 913 Pull yourself together, Bob. I know it's hilarious. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding. I'm laughing inside, Tony Joe. Laughing inside. So let's talk a little bit about the inventory of pre-owned cars. There's, you know, still people in the market to, to buy a car. And I just got to thinking that as as, if I, as I I constantly kind of look through and see what cars are various cars are costing that kind of thing, and it's amazing to me really how little inventory that there is, and and I wonder if sometimes people are looking at this and 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 just kind of going well this is the best I normally wouldn't buy this car because of this. But because of the inventory situation, I'm going to buy it. And chances are you're going to pay too much for a car that you wouldn't have bought to begin at the, in the first place. Talk a little bit about what your thoughts on that. Well, you know, it, it happens. You, you don't have as many cars to choose from. It narrows the, the window of choices, so you go with the best choice you can have at the time. Even though that may not be the best thing for you, because the inventory is low and the choices are far and few between. So you got to look at it from the perspective of, look, forget about the low inventory. Would I buy this car if I had a huge uh, plethora of cars to pick from? And a lot of times you'll find out that people are being making decisions forced into the best they can do at the time, which is okay. I mean, that's all any of us can expect. But you want to be careful about reading a Carfax report. You want to be careful about making sure the car is a, a good car. Maybe have it checked first before you buy it because there can be hidden things that you normally would pay attention to that you may not. You may gloss over it simply because, look, I've only got these three cars, and one of them, i got to have a new car or got, got to have a different car. One of them's got to be, i got to buy one of them. So this is the best choice of the three but even that may not be good enough. I just stress having it checked first. Have somebody go over it to make sure there's no hidden hidden uh, problems, damage, things that you might regret later making a choice just out of lack of options. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. I, I think that it, it's better to, con unless, unless your car is just, is just not drivable or something, but to, to, to give it a little bit more time, I, I think it maybe the difference between today and four or five years ago really is just uh, you're just going to have to look a little bit harder and, and, and get, you know, talk, talk to dealerships, get your name on their list of uh, if maybe they see a car come in that fits that what you're looking for, that type of thing. 
But I certainly, I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't settle for something that I would would not have normally, normally bought. Normally settle for. It's right. just such a big investment mm -hmm. and in overpaying. I mean, you could be upside down in no time in that car. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a totally different situation we face today. I think a lot of people are already upside down. Not that there's anything anybody, any of us can do about it, but the, just the market itself has allowed a lot of folks to already be upside down. They don't even know it. Right, right. And if they keep their car and drive it and get their money's worth out of it, it's not going to matter. But right now, I think the market is, there's a lot of upside down vehicles. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's one of those things, too, that maybe you're two or three months away from being ready to buy a car. You really should start looking today mm -hmm. and really putting a, a, a good search out to see what's available. Right, because cars can be transported all over the United States now. If you don't like what you have in your local dealer near Oklahoma City, you know, they can... They can get different cars from all over the place. Have yeah, and you can, you, can, uh, you can also call, have a mechanic from a d different dealership, uh, check it out, and, and give, send you a report, assuming that uh, you know it's all on the up and up. Yep, yeah, there's a lot of resources that we have today that we didn't have five years ago. You know, Tony, Joe, it leads me to the question we were, we, uh, were, were ta talking about before the break, uh, you know, you got to be careful who you take your car to. I, I'm, I, you know, there's, there's, the obvious answer to the question of, you know, how do you find that, in, that mechanic, that's, that's going to shoot you straight, that's not going to, look at, uh, look at you as a way to make money, uh, and obviously the answer, the main answer is, well, you, ask around, you get referrals, that kind of thing. I've, I've always said, that, you should have. A team of people that help you in your life, mm -hmm. financial advisor, CPA, maybe, uh, but uh, you know someone who's who's a, a realtor, doctor, doctor, and you should have. And I, I think people kind of stop there and not even think about the importance of a mechanic. But at the end of the day, I know exactly how much I depend on Tony Joe if I've got a question about a car. And, and, you know, you think I would have learned a little bit over the past 20-something years doing these shows with you, but there's still a lot of things that, uh, that you helped me with. And, and, and I know that I know it's, it's, it's coming from a, a, a resource that's being true and honest. Well, thank you. And I will tell you that when you're going to start your search, look, you can look for independent mechanics, independent shops, independent people not affiliated with a big franchise dealership or anything like that. Because a lot of the guys that work for dealerships sometimes are not happy with the way they're conducting business. Uh, but they are there to do a job and have a job, and they don't want to lose their job. You know, Bob, how job security kind of sets in. But sure. there's nothing wrong with looking around and getting opinions from people in church, friends, family, networking. Just, you know, there's a... I'm not really into cell phones, you know, Bob, but, you know, you get online or something about neighborhoods, something, what is it called, neighborhood? My uh, sister's in a neighborhood yeah, thing, and yeah. she tells me the latest thing going on in her neighborhood at any point, like uh, right. know, a burglar was spotted last Thursday. Saw a bobcat right. out so walking the dog. They gotta be, there's got to be information there about, hey, who do you take your car to? Is any good? You know, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I think it's kind of the overall feel when you go to uh, the, their shop and and, and uh, how you're being treated. And, and you know, another thing too is, I think you know, you and I've been talking about this through the years. If if the mechanic is is not rushing you, is taking the time to listen. I mean, those are all good signs that hey, you really got somebody here that that w that's really cares that you are concerned about your car and want to make sure you get back on the road again. That's another interesting point that you just reminded me of. Your mechanic that you deal with, even though you're not car savvy, the one thing that I believe is a strong point is to make sure he can communicate. If he can explain it to you in uh, simplified things so that you can understand how the car works, even though it's complex to you because you're not a car person, he should be able to convey and articulate uh, his uh, me uh, gosh his reason for doing what he's going to do why he's going to do it this way how much it's going to cost things like that it should be comfortable with the information he's giving you if he can't explain it to you and just says well that's what you need that's it then that's probably not the guy you're looking for Good, uh, good information there, Tony Joe. Listen, if you have a question for me, please go to the website at uh, prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.